and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Hi, folks. I'm Bob Shaw, physical therapist. Brad Heineck, physical therapist. We're the most famous physical therapist on the internet. And our opinion, of course, Bob. Who's this guy, Brad? <laughs> we are very fortunate to have this young man here today. And we're going to tell all about it in just a second. But Okay, today we're going to talk about CBD oils. Uh, are there dangers or precautions? And we're going to give you a pharmacist's perspective. And this is Chris, the pharmacist, who we are very happy that has joined us. I've been wanting to do this this video for months. Right, I really, I, it's been taking a while to get him on board. But well, uh, he's he's a busy person. he's a busy guy. Yeah, so yeah. hi guys again. Yeah, Chris the pharmacist. We've had him before, and uh, hopefully we'll have him many more times in the future. But he's going to give us the the real scoop on it, right? But right. By the way, science. All, right. all I've been hearing about CBD oil, Brad, is that it's good. Like right. it's, it's a miracle drug. Right. It's going to, you're going to lose weight by it. It's, you can cure your cancer, all kinds of things. Anxiety, and I'm thinking, depression. well, it's a CBD oil. It's, does it look, you know, little bottles like yeah, this? Yeah, it looks maybe, very harmless. Maybe it's one of those things that can work, but we got to find out what's behind this. So we guys how we got Chris here. So, so do we want to say what it is first? Well, I mean, CBD oil is one of the, you know, there's the marijuana plant and basically it's got about 140 some odd chemicals that come out of it but the one that we're interested is too that most people are interested in is THC which is the one that gets you high it's the one that everybody seems to be all about sure. but CBD is actually the one that's kind of catching on and it's an interesting chemical compound because you don't get high from it and with the new guidelines in your state and you should probably check with your state's laws and ordinances but most of it's pretty much decriminalized because the CBD oils that you see everywhere now in gas stations supermarkets pharmacies Vape shops, I mean, they all basically come from essentially hemp. And so hemp, uh, by design, for basically the laws, can only contain 0.3% THC. So there's no chance that you can get high More from less. To a degree. Yeah. And we say that with a degree because the, you know, the products that are out there, um, not everything's... Oh, what it seems. Monitored the way it I mean, it's be. it's the wild, wild west right now. And I think we really, you know, I think we have to pump the brakes a little bit. Um, some of the claims with CBD are a little crazy. And, and, you know, people want to gravitate to something that's going to help. I mean, if you have a problem like anxiety, depression, you know, you want relief for pain from cancer or arthritis or, you know, what have you. Um, and actually, more importantly, seizure control. Um, I mean, I think it really does have applications for patients. So, but we're probably easily... 20 years behind the eight ball as far as trying to get up to date with the research that needs to be done. And Which is it, interesting because it's been around a long time. It's right? been around for thousands uh, of right, years. Right, that's what I thought. So it's not like it's so, brand spanking new, but I think with the decriminalization of marijuana and the states now legalizing it, I think you're finding that people are gravitating towards alternate routes of, of health care. And sure. I think that, again, there's lots of research that needs to be done. So it's not just a simple cut and dry, yeah, try it. Right. I mean, it's something that may work for you, but there's risks associated with it too. I mean, we have to watch it. Uh, you know, it can make you feel nauseous or queasy. It can affect your liver. So we do have to be careful. Uh, and you mentioned the percentage of that. Can you do that again? I, I, well, I know, is it 
This was a seizures? well, yeah, and there's actually the only prescription CD, CBD product out there is a seizure drug called Epidiolex, and it's used for two very specific seizure disorders, typically in children. And they've, you know, it's right in their safety guidelines. It is a black box warning that says you do need to make sure that you're taking liver tests on these patients. And you know, from five to twenty percent of patients have had either liver failure or at least liver injury. So with that, Again, partic- what was that? How liver much? failure, oh, five to twenty percent, right, which is. And that's significant amount. And that's specifically for Epidiolex, which is a very, very potent prescription version of CBD. So it's not like the products that you're getting anywhere else. So there's a clear distinction that has to be made. Isn't that a topical use or is Well, CBD can be ingested in many different ways. You can. But but I mean, for that specific. For that one, it's an oral medication. So it's, you take by mouth. Um, So from that standpoint, and again, it's a very specific subset of, of people. So. But yeah, Chris, talk about how people do take, take the oil. Yeah. So, I mean, CBD can be ingested. So let's say you're somebody that has, you know, performance anxiety if we're going to do something like this. I did not use CBD before we came on. Uh, <laughs> we better test you, maybe. But, uh, so, and it shows up on tests. So you do have to be careful with that. We can touch on that later, too. But let's say somebody's a little bit uncomfortable about speaking or just an anxious situation or just has an anxious day. CBD does have a tendency to work for people to help them to kind of feel a little bit more relaxed in some cases. Um, but you should always check with your doctor to make sure it's appropriate for you. So, and, and like doses, is there any idea what dose to and take? And again, remember how I kind of said wild, wild west? Right. That's that's part of the problem is we're, we're really behind in the science that we need to do applicable doses. One interesting study that I read that was probably poor science, but at least showed some results uh, was a Brazilian study. And there was, a you know, they just took people that wanted to, do, they kind of did a public speaking simulation. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of came up with a target dose. So they had about 53 uh, people come through the study and basically set them in a scenario where they had to speak in front of people. So it created that anxiety. Sure, so they sure. just didn't quite feel right or comfortable. So they tried varying doses of CBD. Uh, and so what they seemed to, and it was an oral dose, um, it comes out to be 300 milligrams seemed to be the sweet spot. So that seemed to work really well. The interesting thing on the study was that a dose as low as 150 milligrams was useless, and a dose as high as 600 milligrams was useless. But okay. 300 was kind of right yeah. in the middle. So it's kind of an interesting. So that's just one example. It wasn't double blinded, so we didn't see a placebo done with that. So let's say, you know, in my world, a lot of times doctors will prescribe propranolol for people for you know speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works really well, but you know, it'd be nice to see it get one on one, right? You know, just to see what's Compare going on. Two. And I'm sure that there's research facilities out there. And you know, in the university setting, it's it's a hot topic, but it's hard to come by. So it's interesting that consumers can get it all you want, but the universities have trouble getting it to study it. So no it's kind of, yeah, kind of an interesting conundrum. So, so at your pharmacy, mm-hmm. um, I mean, how is it offered? Uh, I, well, well, where I work, it's basically going to be something that's going to be a, a topical. So it's going to be something that you would rub on to, you know, so it's going to be for pain. It can actually be used for anxiety. It can be used to rest. So you just um, rub on your skin. Yep. And there's also non-prescription right off the shelf. Right off the uh, shelf. And then, you know, there's drops that you can place underneath your tongue. So we were kind of talking about the ways to ingest it. It's, it's such a wide topic. So you can vape it. So does uh, it, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, but what, like when you get it in your pharmacy, does it tell dosages to take it at? Or they have are suggested. Are people going to be reluctant? 
I, I mean, going to just jump in and, and use it as much as they want. It's interesting because I kind of looked at some of the products that we carry. And so they have, you know, for anxiety relief, for pain relief, you know, to help you to rest, calms. So they have all sorts of different names and packaging that kind of suggest their uses. And they give guidelines, but there's not a controlled dose. So it's very, very difficult to figure out just how much is enough. And so that's the problem is we just don't have enough controlled studies, <clears throat> excuse me, that show what we should be dosing it as. The reg, you know, so this is just a large companies that are offering this that you feel that you can trust at this point as far as um, the quality of you know the I mean as as a business person I think they're all trying to get it right I would imagine that they're all trying to make the best and greatest so I mean there's different ways to process it to extract it and they're working you know to try and make it emulsified so that it absorbs better more effectively so that you're getting more bang for your buck so I think there's a lot of good science that's going into it but what we need is the science the research to show proper dosing proper frequency minimization of side effects you know things that we have to be careful with as far as liver damage and you know which is actually a big thing with that you know if you're on a blood thinner i mean it's certainly something that we want to be mindful of because there is a risk for bleeding out which is very very significant a lot of people are on blood thinners so this is uh, yeah again really so if you're, for you if you're on blood thinners and you're considering cbd you better consult with your say, physician i would just say no at this point really? and, and, just, that, that, and well you should dry. well because yeah. you know because you just don't know and we don't know the doses it varies from batch to batch i mean there was a study that showed that you know they took uh you know, all these samples of products and only 20 percent actually had the right amount of cbd in there that's what i was wondering so there was stuff yeah. that had much too much there was stuff that had much too little and there was stuff that had actually a lot of thc in there which is the active component of marijuana so and there you know, are, I kind of said briefly earlier so putting yourself at risk i mean you can't yeah, test yeah. positive so you know, with the decriminalization of it, I think there's a lot of employers these days that may or may not have problems with it. But again, you should check with your employer. You should check with your doctor. I mean, these are things that you really want to be clear on. Right, if you're sure. in a position that, right. that you, that, that there's no tolerance for it, I mean, I mean maybe a pilot it, or something it, like that. I mean, you, you don't want it, to take it, a chance. It could, cause, it could cause problems. Sure. So we want to be real careful with that. But again, you know, with your own health too, you want to make sure that it's something that's safe with your medications. So, I mean- So, it, Chris, how long have you been a pharmacist? 24 years. So 24 years. Have you seen drugs like this before that I, I, I know I'm putting you on a spot, but like that seems like it's having so much promise. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they kind of unveil, take the wrapping off and they find out, no, yeah. this is not as good as. I've as seen it on the prescription side of things. So there's sure. many, many things that the FDA is, you know, allowed to go through. And then all of a sudden, as we get into larger scale, more mass people taking it, yeah. they all of a sudden there's acute liver failure. I mean, Vioxx is a very popular yeah, I was, one. I was going to bring up So Vioxx. I figure you guys are physical yeah, therapists. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys remember that anti-inflammatory. No, my, my mom was on it. It, it was mean, a great it, drug. Yeah, it was, but, it was the drug. But <laughs> it yeah. caused cardiovascular problems. So yeah, yeah so they pulled it off the market. So we've seen this before. I mean, it, you know, it, it comes out with great promise and then you realize, you know, you take the bail off. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, there's times when you have to pump the brakes and I yeah. think we just need to learn more so that we can help people to hopefully maybe even help themselves. But I think it works well when you have a physician that's on board and is knowledgeable with the products as well, or your pharmacist or your nurse practitioner, or your PA or, or whomever you get your healthcare benefits or you know, your, your, your care sure, through. Yeah. So I think it's important to make sure that everybody has kind of a team-wise approach to ensure that we can do what's safest for the patient to ensure that they're getting the safest thing that they can do for themselves. But we just don't even really know real doses, sure. touching on that earlier example mm -hmm. I said. So it's you really, really low, you hard. Go high and, you, 
and it being ineffective, and you got to really find that sweet spot. And so, how do you do that? And what are the dangers if you're taking other prescriptions? Right. So it, right. it's something to be, you know, All you want to grain of salt with this one. You want to be super careful with it. But I mean, I think that it, it, you know, there's there's lots of studies that are now showing that yes, it can help you with anxiety and depression. So, is it something that we want to? embrace i think it's certainly something that we can reach out for and see if we can sure, help some people right. but but again you want to do it in a very professional setting insofar as allowing your doctor to be in on the care plan i think that's very very important you know some people self-medicate and it's certainly a choice that can be made by themselves um, but it's just something to just be aware of the risks i mean so you want to make sure that probably if you're going to be a user of it that you probably see your regular doctor to make sure that they're looking at your liver functioning mm -hmm. so that's one of the few organs we don't replace well so it's certainly something and <laughs> That's not a joke. I mean, it's, right. it's something that we have to be careful with that um, because we just don't know these doses. And again, you know, so if you're going to choose something, be consistent. Probably go to the same source, go to the same sure. product, go to the same retailer. Because I think from that standpoint, you can always guarantee that you're getting at least the same quality product that your body is adjusted to. So you mentioned anxiety and uh, depression. Is there any other area that you think this is really showing promise in right now? What, 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 well, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to look at specifically medical marijuana, so it's a little bit off topic, but medical marijuana has THC and CBD. So you get the benefits of both. Sure. And I think from, so if you're somebody that's suffering severely from cancer pain sure. or glaucoma, or uh, you know, certain and actually seizure disorders. Those three in particular probably show that medical marijuana probably has a real application in all three for very different reasons. What about CBD oil? Well, oils? CBD oil will work in all those cases as well. But, uh, but medical, medical marijuana, marijuana specifically, like if, if you are a cancer patient and you can't, you know, you're taking something like a very strong prescription narcotic. Sure. Just throw out fentanyl, for example, or oxycodone, for example, sure. which are buzz topics in the medical world as well. You know, some people have just found that the medical marijuana provides them better pain relief and they don't feel as weird from the side effects that the opioids create. Sure. So I think from a standpoint of quality of life, I think there's an application. But again, we have to be super careful. We have to make sure that it's legal in your state. We have to make sure that your doctor's on board with it. We were talking before, Chris, uh, you and I, and didn't you mention there is a CBD oil-based prescription that is used for seizures? That's very, yep, that's, you've seen it very effective and it's, it's well, it's, all it's a newer product that came out last year. That's it's called Epodial, it's Epodialex. Yeah. Isn't it the one that you said it's topical? And not nope, nope, nope. These are, there's actually some very, and we can, you know, for CBD oil and seizure control, you've, there's some incredible videos out there of, of patients that have had severe seizures and then they take a CBD oil product and actually I've seen it applied on a child's feet and it actually yeah. abated the seizure. I mean, it's, it's almost wow. miraculous what it can do. Um, there are applications where they're studying for Parkinsonism insofar as kind of helping with the, the motor movement to try and help with the issues with that. There's some actually, interestingly, topically, they talk about actually it's improvement for acne. So, I mean, it's certainly something that can certainly help out. Um, I think the mainstays are gonna be anxiety, depression, pain relief and seizure control are the main ones, but it's got a lot of other claims. Um, I think we have to be careful because there's some wild claims out there that say it may cure cancer. I right. think we're, that's the carrot is way out in front of the horse sure. on that one. Yeah. I think with, with proper medical research, large scale studies, I think maybe we can see some very positive effects that may occur from it, but we still don't know the dangers of it. And, you know, and I think what we're going to see when more and more people start to use these products, we're going to start to see a litany of side effects do occur. Sure. That years will become on the road. Years, you know, days, years, weeks, months. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just kind of depends, you know, sure. because if you report it to your doctor, then they can put it into a database and then they can actually learn from it. So we can 
do more for people. And yeah, learn from experience, uh, especially if someone's been down the road for a long time here. That, I mean, <laughs> in all seriousness, I mean, these things start to crop up. So you really oh, want to yeah. have oh, yeah. show caution. Very much so. so. Very much so. All right. Any other final thoughts? No, I mean, I think, again, I think we just have to make sure that we're being careful with our usage of it. I think it may have a place in medicine. I just, you know, I just stress to anybody if it's an interest that you have to discuss it with your physician, because I think that's it's, step one. It's, yeah, that's your first step you want to go, or whoever your provider is. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. something to just, and then, you know, the sourcing of it and the dosing of it. Right. So be Can consistent be where you get it from. Sure. And I think there's a lot of knowledgeable people out there that do sell the products. And and so, I, you know, it's their life, you know, it's their livelihood. And mm-hmm. so they're going to take the time and, and care about you and, and try and provide you with the best product. I don't know that I would necessarily go to your local gas station and buy it because exactly. I don't think they're going to be the knowledgeable ones. <laughs> but exactly when you right. go right. to a retail setting or a retail store that does sell these things, I think you can get a little bit more information. Do research on your own, too. I right. think there's there's small volumes of evidence, but be careful with it. And that's why I think it's important to have a dialogue with your physician or caretaker because they're the ones that can help kind of sift you through what's right, what's wrong, was it really good data? Data? Are we missing something? Yeah. We just want to keep everybody safe. And right. I think that's the most important thing that we can take away from this. Right. So once again, we want to thank Chris for taking the time. Hey, man, does this guy have knowledge in his head? Yeah, it comes so, out yeah. well. So, All right. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for watching.